to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Uh, functional medicine is a relatively new stream of medicine. So when we go into medical school, when Western medical doctors go into medical school, we all have our basic training in medical school. And then you have to go through, in at least in Canada, family medicine training. So you get to decide if you want to go into family medicine or specialize. And the difference has a lot to do with the time. So with family medicine, it's a shorter residency. And specialized medicine, it's a longer residency doing a deeper dive on a more specific area. And when it comes to doctors who are doing functional medicine, those are doctors who are interested, have become interested in not so much, you know, just diagnosing. I don't like to use the word just, but there's the diagnosis of disease. And then there's the treatment with respect to prescription medications And that seems to be the focus of a lot of our training. There is very minimal um, training on nutrition and um, very minimal training on exercise. Now, I am a specialist in physical medicine and rehabilitation, which means that I did get more in-depth training in exercise, so prescribing exercise as medicine. And there's some very basic training, again, provided on um, nutrition, but it's more in the line of, you know, adequate hydration and meeting your calorie goals and energy requirements in that way. Whereas functional medicine doctors, um, these are doctors who are interested in what's called root cause medicine. So it's getting to the causation of why the individual got sick. And um, when I learned that about 95% of all chronic diseases are actually environmentally triggered, so there is a genetic underlying component for many of these. Um, However, it's something in the environment, something that we put in us, on us, through us, or our mindset that triggers that underlying genetic predisposition to express itself. So it's like the genetics load the gun, but the environment pulls the trigger. And, uh, you know, uh, functional medicine looks at what pulled the trigger. And oftentimes it's not just one thing, it's many different things. And what's really, really neat about functional medicine is that it's very, very um, science-driven And it's very interested in looking at the very up-to-date science. So we know that on average, and it depends on where you look at this statistic, but on average, it takes about 17 years for research results to filter down into medical school training. So by the time something's discovered, um, that could be life-changing for an individual. It could take 17 years for the doctor to just simply know about it. Uh, And sometimes, depending on what it is, it doesn't even get into medical school because you know, there's only so much time and so many things that can be taught. And then it depends on who, um, who the, that person trains with in residency, like what doctors do the training with that person and what they're exposed to at that level. And functional medicine is looking at the very, very up-to-date research 
on areas um, like um, the gut health and microbiome, on toxins and how that affects our health, uh, on um, nutrition and how that uh, impacts our health positively or negatively, and looking at the very up-to-date science on that. And what's really, really interesting about functional medicine is when you look at the history of it, like how did it develop over time? Like physical medicine rehab developed primarily after World Wars one and two. So people were getting seriously injured and surgeons were operating on these individuals for brain and spinal cord injury and amputations. And then, but they were mostly young individuals, right? Young men. And so these young men needed additional um, medical help afterwards. And that was in the range of exercise and medications and um, injections. And now it's, you know, all of these other things like ultrasound therapy and that kind of stuff, right? And for functional medicine, the root causation of functional medicine is there were a bunch of doctors and, um, and not just medical doctors, but naturopathic doctors, chiropractic doctors. Um, you know, these are individuals who were in the health and wellness industry and they were doing their usual thing and they, and they themselves or a loved one got sick. And that prompted them to, um, you know, use everything they could at their disposal in terms of their own um, practice and their own training. And they felt like myself, when my dad was diagnosed with ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, you get to a point where you feel like you've exhausted everything in what you've been taught in your core um, training, and you're just not satisfied. You're like, you know what? I feel like there's more out there. And so these doctors um, from all fields of wellness, health and wellness, um, individually in many different parts of the world, started looking into the research, diving deeper into what was out there, um, looking into different texts like Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine, and starting to notice um, these commonalities um, amongst all of this research and texts. And interestingly, all of these people in different parts of the world started coming to the same conclusions and finding the same, what I call, threads of truth and applying them. And um, the movement really um, picked up uh, quite a bit in the United States um, with, um, you know, doctors like Dr. Jeff Bland, um, who were sort of founding fathers of uh, functional medicine, and then other doctors like Dr. Mark Hyman, um, who, who have established um, training centers, uh, so functional uh, Institute for Functional Medicine, um, places that you can train to become certified in functional medicine. And the core teaching really revolves around finding the root cause. So um, in, a, in a Western medicine doctor's office, oftentimes what happens, not all the time, but oftentimes you come in with a problem, investigations are done, and when something is found, you're given a diagnosis, and then the doctor tries to find like, you know, a prescription or a medication that will make you feel better, and the prescription is provided, and then it's like, okay, goodbye come back for refills or for titrating or to see if the prescription worked, but eventually you find like the dose of medication that works for you. And then over time it gets adjusted. Whereas in a functional medicine doctor office, they would say, okay, you're coming in with these feelings and sensations, signs and symptoms of your body, that body language that's telling you that something is not right. Um, let's do what we need to do to make you feel better right now. So that can involve a prescription and let's begin the journey of finding out why did this happen? Why did you develop type 2 diabetes? Yes, there's a family history of it, but that doesn't mean 
um, uh, you are de- you're predestined to have this, right? Ge- um, genetics is not des- your destiny, right? The 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 genes um, the genes um, are basically like, and I'll I've used this analogy before, and I'm going to use it here again because it's relevant. Your genes are like the piano that you're born with. But like with any piano, you can create many different kinds of songs with the same piano and with the same genes, you can create many different health outcomes. You can range from being very unhealthy to being vibrantly healthy with the same set of DNA because it's how that piano is played. It's how that DNA is used by the body, is interpreted by the body. The DNA is also another uh, way to look at it is like a blueprint, right? You have this blueprint but it's how the architect interprets the blueprint that you get like a different kind of house and what kind of equipment, like if you give it really good quality construction material, you're going to get a strong, robust house. But if you give it poor quality construction material, you know, through your diet, for example, or what you drink, you're going to get a weak, brittle, fragile house. So from the same DNA, you can build a strong body or a fragile body, right? And so Functional medicine recognizes that um, we can't just say, oh, this is your family history, this is your genetics, although there are a few, as I said, 5% where it's like, you know, nothing you do, you, you know, you're going to get this thing. Um, but it's actually not that common for that to be the case. And so it's m- very empowering to be a functional medicine practitioner because when you go through the training, you are taught the underlying um, physiology, like how the body works in a completely different way. Like in medical school, we are taught the basic physiology, but it's taught in isolated pieces. Like here's the heart and then here's the kidneys and then here's the ovaries. But with functional medicine, we're taught how they all interact and how one um, system failure affects another system failure. And now you've got like a whole systems kind of failure and how that works. And when you understand that, you can start making changes and then when you learn about the nutrition, um, and you can start to understand how nutritional deficiencies can affect those systems and how it's a domino effect when that happens. Um, uh, toxicities can affect those systems. Um, how your mindset is, right? Like your, the mind is the builder. If you don't have the right mindset, your mind is going to give your body instructions on how to behave and how to build itself differently than if you have a a very positive outlook or a very good way of coping with stress, for example. So when I found a functional medicine, um, you know, at the time that I, I came across it, I was, I had already come to my own conclusions about the threads of truth and the essence of true health. And I was wondering to myself, you know, am I the only one who's coming across this? Like, this is so incredible knowledge. I just want to spread it to the world, you know. And when I found functional medicine, it was like this aha moment, you know, this deep peace. I just felt like, oh, thank goodness other people have done this. Like, I don't have to fight that battle. It's been fought, you know, it's been established. There's incredible training to be had. It's very evidence-based. Um, and when I say evidence-based, you know, I'm a researcher. I'm, I'm published. I present my research at international conferences. And when I read the research, it's not just the randomized controlled trials, which is like the holy grail of, of, of pharmaceuticals, but it's the research that's available through observing how people actually respond to the treatment that you provide. So, for example... I know that, you know, I've worked in diabetes clinics in Western medicine and 
the observation of how people respond is that the, the expectation is that they tend to get worse over time. You keep giving them the medication, the insulin doses go up slowly over time, they get worse. Whereas with functional medicine, the clinical observation is that these individuals not only um, get better, they can completely reverse their condition and no longer have a diagnosis of diabetes type 2. The, the combined clinical experience of all of these doctors around the world who are following these principles of functional medicine, really getting to the root cause, which is different for each individual. There's many commonalities, but each individual has their own unique road that, that got them to where they are, so to speak. It's really inspiring to see, and I've observed this myself, you know, I, I get my um, clients off of medications or on much lower doses, um, which is amazing. I see improvements in things that technically, like, you should not see improvements in, according to the Western medicine paradigm. So it's a new paradigm, okay? And it's a wonderful, wonderful way to practice as a doctor. Um, and as a health transformation expert, that's where I get a lot of my um, knowledge from is following the functional medicine literature, which is drawn from many different realms, right? There's not like one journal that you can read for functional medicine research. You have to pull research from all of these different um, areas of research and um, look at it as in a holistic way, like a, in a big picture kind of way and see how it fits in to the big picture of the human frame and, and what is required to maintain the human frame in its optimal condition. And that's a way that we weren't really taught to think of in uh, Western medicine. So I do believe that there's a role for Western medicine, of course. The role for Western medicine is it's really great for acute care, okay? So if you break a bone or you're involved in a terrible car accident or spinal cord injury or something like that and you need surgery, you, you need Western medicine right? It's like you're not going to supplement yourself out of that or nutrition yourself out of that. However, if you want to improve your outcome from that acute event, then you would layer on functional medicine principles, right? And so you would optimize your outcome with nutrition, like even brain injury, concussion, spinal cord injury, amputations, skin, you know, all the uh, burns, all of those things can be improved with the right nutritional approach. And then the chronic diseases, I mean, once you develop a chronic disease and you're feeling really, really crappy and you don't even have the energy to get out of bed or that you have so much pain that you can't function, there is a role for medications to make you feel better. And there is a role for medications in certain conditions where we know that if we can't get on top of it really, really quickly, your outcome is going to be really poor very soon, right? And then we'll need those medications as a bridge, but they shouldn't be like the stop sign. They should be the bridge that takes you to the path that you then continue on your journey to find out what it is that caused that chronic disease and how it is that you can reverse it or improve it, right? So I think that the ideal way to approach health is when you have a marriage of different approaches where you optimize and you um, leverage the strengths of each different um, area. So you might use a little bit of uh, Western medicine, functional medicine. Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine, you just, you, you know, you're kind of the cream of the crop. You select the best of the best for your own personal situation. And what that means is oftentimes it's not going to be one person who's going to be serving you, right? You're just like when you start a business, you can't have one employee who does all of the things for you. You're going to have many different employees with different strengths and they're going to have different roles and you're going to use them all together to create a wonderful business and that you're 
your healthcare is like should be like that you know if you're a person who just goes to your family doctor and that's and, and things start to go wrong and you just stick with your family doctor all the way through i mean you're gonna either you have the most amazing family doctor who's like trained in all of these different areas and has like an incredible knowledge base which if you do please let me know all of the fields of medicine right including ayurveda and traditional chinese and all those things uh, and functional medicine um, but even the best functional medicine doctor doesn't have all of the answers. So you're going to, you know, partner with a functional medicine doctor, another, um, you know, someone else who maybe it took a deeper dive. Like if you're someone with mold, you know, you might need to find someone who has like a passion for mold. Like there are some doctors who suffered from mold uh, exposure and their life's mission is to know everything to do about mold. So, you know, depending on what you have, you're going to have to layer on those people in your life. And um, what I like about functional medicine is it, it went, um, you know, it's into the very, very up-to-date science. And also, um, functional medicine doctors, I find in general, are extremely humble in a way. They're very open to learning about new things and new ideas and incorporating it in because in order to get to where they are, they had to have an open mind right? Because you had to open yourself up to a different way of thinking, a different type of medicine, a different type of practice. And most of them tend to keep that attitude. So they're very open to learning um, and to looking at the data and reevaluating and, and, and open to changing their mind about um, something that may not be serving their patient and, and getting curious about why is this not working for this individual? What can I do? What can I change? What do I need to learn in order to help this person? So it's, um, it's a, it's a type of medicine. It's also a philosophy and a culture. Med, functional medicine practitioners are um, incredibly um, connected to the idea of the mind, body, spirit, like the whole, the holistic approach to health, how you can give, you can make yourself sick with your mindset and, and with being disconnected from like your, your internal energetics, so to speak, having a hard time with um, you know, being a human being on this planet. The word spiritual is, is interesting to me because I'm not a religious person, but I have become a deeply uh, spiritual person as I have gone deeper into research and to scientific research, which is so interesting because how would you become more spiritual by diving deeper into the science? The more into the science that you go, the more that you learn that there are things that we simply do not understand um, that are not explained by science, and yet it exists. There's an energy um, that is just beginning to be able to be measured by certain scientific instruments. Um, and what we realize is that it's not that that energy was never there. It's just that we didn't have the, the instruments, the technology to measure it. And then the question is, what is that energy? What is it that it, it permeates our tissues and animates our, our, you know, our body? And how is it that that energy can, can become um, affected negatively um, depending on what's happening to us and what we're thinking, how we're dealing with the world, how we perceive the world. And the more that I'm into this practice, the more I realize that for me to get someone really healthy or to help, help, help someone get really healthy, I need to help them with that, with that piece as well. And functional medicine doctors, they would hear me say this and they would totally get it. Western medicine doctors, and I don't like to be stereotypical, but generally speaking, they may not understand that connection to health. And so I feel very connected to that aspect of functional medicine. And I'm so grateful that it, it exists and has come into existence because it has become incredibly necessary in this day and age. And it is the way, one of the ways of the future, not the only way, but an, a very necessary piece of the puzzle 
for our humanity to progress forward out of this um, pandemic of, um, you know, chronic disease and ill health, which no one deserves. This is not our destiny. It's a side journey that we're going to have that is meant for teaching us things about ourselves and the way that we interact with the world and, and how the world interacts with us. And so we're going to learn a lot from it. And certainly a lot of people are suffering along the way. And I hope that by being a part of this movement, um, I can help minimize the suffering and increase the learning so we can just blow by this phase in human history um, a little bit faster. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 